Walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the Pecan Podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the PCOM podcast. I'm Pastor Courtney Ellis. Thank you for joining me for this very special Thanksgiving Day episode. I know many of you are gathering with friends and family, and many others have chosen not to this year. Um, And so I wanted to reach out to you on this Thanksgiving Day, especially those of you who are alone or are spending much of the day alone. Maybe you're gathering with family, but it's just for a short time outdoors in the backyard. And I think we are all feeling the ache of the loss of normalcy this Thanksgiving, whatever it is we are choosing to do to celebrate over Zoom or in person. Things are just different this year. And so I wanted to come into your living rooms uh, or your podcast feed this morning, this afternoon, whenever you are choosing to listen, and just remind you that we are all in it together and that this holiday of gratitude goes deeper than any one experience of a big, full family table, and that I'm in it with you, and God is in it with you. And even more than that, I wanted to share some stories from you of gratitude today, because today of all days, as we celebrate this national holiday dedicated to giving thanks, I wanted you to hear from one another these stories of gratitude and thanksgiving. Many, many thanks to Dennis Hirschberg and Kelly Colvin, who led us off last week with stories of gratitude, beautiful stories. This week, I'm going to read a series of responses from you. Many of you wrote in, and I'm going to read those on the podcast in just a moment. So this Thanksgiving has been different for us at our house as well this year. We normally gather with Daryl's extended family. Sometimes we do that up in LA, sometimes we do it down in Del Mar, but we gather with his brother and his dad and his dad's side of the family. And this year, Daryl's aunt, who is a doctor, <laughs> sent out an email saying, we've just been brainstorming and brainstorming a safe way to do this. And I just don't think there is one. So we love you and we miss you and we can't wait for Thanksgiving next year. And we got that email and we got it. You know, we, we understood it. It was sad, but we had also been kind of feeling the same way. It's really hard to gather with a large group of people who are coming from many different places around a meal in a way that is advisable and wise and safe. And everything we're seeing in our in our coronavirus numbers is that they are going up really significantly. Um, and we want to take care of our hospitals, our essential workers, and take care of one another. I heard a doctor this week speak of how difficult it would be to gather with family and have this wonderful time. And then a week or two later, realize that um, all was not as it seemed and someone was pre-symptomatic or asymptomatic and, and brought the virus into this gathering. All that to say, I also want to acknowledge that this isn't easy. It is not easy, friends. We are social creatures. We long for connection and especially around the holidays, these traditions, these symbols, these gatherings 
they are deeply and profoundly meaningful. So on the one hand, we look at it as, well, it's only one year. And if we protect each other this Thanksgiving, we will hopefully have many, many more Thanksgivings to celebrate. But on the other hand, one year is significant. One year in Felicity's life, she's two. Next year, she'll be three. That's a tremendous change. Kids change fast. And so I just wanted to say for those of you who are... Um, are far from friends, are far from family, or are celebrating alone, or with the people in your same household of whom you may be quite tired by now after spending so much time together. Um, I see you and I witness the sacrifice that you are making this year. And um, I love you. And we are, we are gathered together in solidarity um, today on Thanksgiving Day. And then to remind each one of us to look up to look to the hills, to look to the Lord, and to remember where our hope lies. We can acknowledge both things, the lament of a difficult day and also the grace of a God who is in it and through it and above it and with us in the midst of it. So I wanted to read a couple of things for you, and then we will get into our gratitude stories. The first is a quote from Kathleen Norris, the beautiful writer Kathleen Norris, from her book, Assetia and Me. And she writes, for grace to be grace, it must give us things we didn't know we needed and take us to places where we didn't want to go. And you might be able to hear the garbage truck in the background. (laughs) I'm in my little home recording studio slash office. The garbage truck is outside. Um, But I think that quote sums up for me the work of God in, in 2020, that this year has been excruciatingly difficult on so many fronts. No matter who you are, this has been a difficult year for you. And some of us share those same ways and some of us, those ways differ, but it has been hard for everyone. But this idea that God's grace is in it and working through it and that even in these achingly difficult times, God's grace is giving us things we didn't know we needed. Space, silence, words of comfort, the grace of waking up again to a new day where all is not well, but God is present. And I I love Kathleen Norris. I am a big fan of her writing and her wisdom. And then secondly, I wanted to share a psalm, a psalm that talks about gratitude and blessing. And it's maybe a familiar psalm for many of you. So I'm going to read it in the message translation from Eugene Peterson this morning. This is Psalm 103. Oh, my soul, Bless God. From head to toe, I'll bless his holy name. Oh, my soul, bless God. Don't forget a single blessing. He forgives your sins, every one. He heals your diseases, every one. He redeems you from hell, saves your life. He crowns you with love and mercy, a paradise crown. He wraps you in goodness, beauty eternal. He renews your youth. You are always young in his presence. God makes everything come out right. He puts victims back on their feet. He showed Moses how he went about his work, opened up his plans to all Israel. God is sheer mercy and grace, not easily angered. He's rich in love. He doesn't endlessly nag or scold nor hold grudges forever. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve nor pay us back in full for our wrongs. As high as the heaven is over the earth, so strong is his love to those who fear him. 
This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. That is Psalm 103. And now here are some stories from all of you, some stories of gratitude. In between each of these, I have a little musical interlude from Jeff Gibbons. So when you hear the music, the podcast is not over. It's just a transition from story to story because I'm grateful for music, for Jeff's music, for Jean's music, for the music that draws us to the Lord. There will be that little musical interlude between each of these stories of gratitude from you. Here we go. From Evie Olson, I am grateful for our PECOM pastors and staff who have put such a great deal of effort to keep us connected during this difficult and unusual time. I'm sure this is not what you all planned for 2020. Side note, no, it was not. (laughs) It was a real challenge to make everything work. Thank you for keeping God's family together. From Linda Payne, I'm grateful for the First Peter Bible study, thanks to Daryl and Mary Smith and many others who worked to make this happen, and to my small group. We loved using the Norman Murray class. And the daily all-church message of hope and love, and a constant list of prayer needs and praises, way to go, Carol Marlowe, and the list goes on. God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. That's from Linda Payne. Ralph Paris, who many of you knew and loved, Pat Paris, who died just a short time ago. Ralph Paris writes, all of my family members work from home or are retired. They avoid contact with anyone outside the family. This allows us to have a family meeting and dinner together every Sunday afternoon. From Arlene Weller, Zoom? Zoom? What are you talking about? I asked my daughter last March. Mom, she sighed in the way the younger generation has when explaining technology to us. It's sort of like FaceTime, which I have yet to figure out. We can still have our weekly family dinner together, but on the computer. Well, that became my love affair with Zoom. Not only do I have family dinner with my daughters and spouses, but even the grandchildren away at college join us. And now I am Zooming, is that the correct terminology? (laughs) All the time. There is church on Sunday and community Bible study Monday morning. Tuesday, my covenant group meets and studies the word and shares prayer requests, as we have been doing for 28 years. I play bridge with dear friends, exercise with my favorite yoga yoga instructor through the emeritus program at Saddleback College, and improve my brain with an opera class. 
I now see and chat with my three college friends much more often than before the pandemic. And of course, Dar and I loved connecting with Daryl and all the other members of our church Bible study on Sunday evenings. So thank you, dear Zoom. You have kept me connected to all of God's blessings. That is from Arlene Weller. From Clayton Simon. Hi, Courtney. Thanks for the assignment. I've been distracted all day thinking of things I'm grateful for. What a lovely thought to be distracted all day and thinking of things he was grateful for. Clayton continues, I'm grateful that God gave me the abilities and opportunity and training to be a veterinarian. I love my work and I'm very grateful for my clients who trust me to care for their pets because pets matter. I'm grateful for the small ways that I was created in the image of the creator. It's a huge blessing to me to be able to imagine and design and create things. The joy I get from creating is a huge gift that God put in my life. I'm very grateful for God's provision of marriage. Mary and I together are better than either of us apart. Clayton Simon And from Mary Smith, I wanted to express my gratitude for my growing family, in particular my new, since May, daughter-in-law. Tanya is a woman of faith who loves to laugh. In these COVID times, we have bonded over Wednesday matinees of chick flicks with English subtitles so she can practice her English. In Mexico, she graduated from medical school, but it will be a challenge for her to practice here. The best thing about her is how she brings out the best in my son, Kevin. Our family will grow again in March when we welcome a little grandson. That is from Mary Smith. Deep, deep thanks to each of you who shared a story of gratitude. Daryl and I and Pastor Jackson, we are all so grateful for you, for the ways we see God at work in your lives for the ways we see God at work in the world. Thank you to each one of you who took the time to share one of these beautiful, beautiful stories of gratitude. My prayer for you on this Thanksgiving day is that, like Clayton Simon said, you would be distracted today by thinking of all of the blessings of God in your life, big and small, that God would meet you with his profound grace and hope and shower his love over you, whether you are alone or with others this day, that you would feel the profound sense that God is with you, that God is for you, that God is moving in and through you in the world, and that God wins the day. Oh, friends, I am so thankful for you on this Thanksgiving day. Thank you for joining me for this very special edition of the PECOM podcast. We will be back to our normal episodes again next Tuesday. I look forward to being with you again soon. Until then, happy Thanksgiving. Take care, be well, and God bless.